women in the armed forces of the United Nations, we present one of America's top spine tinglers, a radio rebroadcast of a program dedicated to the mysterious, the unusual, and sometimes the supernatural. A program of suspense. On this rainy afternoon, we should like you to meet the Princey family and their visitor. They are, of course, at home. Mrs. Princey, daughter Millicent, George, the son and heir, sprawled on a couch, and finally, Mr. Princey, biting on a dry pipe. Their living room is dull and overstuffed. Rain beats at the windows. They are any middle-class family at home on a wet day, except for one small item. As you sit with them in the living room, you can see through the door to the sun porch a pair of men's feet encased in high black shoes. They look like the feet of a curate. There is a tenseness in the room. The air is charged with excitement. But the feet are very still. But don't keep staring at them. Listen to me, all of you. Don't you see? They'd hang her. That's what they do. They'd hang her. Oh, Fred, it's too awful. Awful? It's catastrophic. A supposedly sweet, gentle, intelligent girl, respected and loved by the whole village, doing a thing like this. <laughs> think of the publicity and the disgrace. Do you think I'm going to resign from the bench and the vestry and sell out and live in some foggy hotel abroad? Oh, no. No. I'll kill myself. I will, I will. Don't be a fool. Any more than you have been, the governor. You'll be quiet. <laughs> It wouldn't be so bad if it were you, George. Everybody in the village knows you're not responsible. <laughs> George, yes. get off that couch, sit up on your spine. Oh. You might be of a little use here if you could think. Oh, but I say, Governor, this isn't uh, my funeral, you know. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> as long as I can remember, George, you have been a trial and tribulation to me. Oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand You've it. You've got to stand it, my dear. And keep that hysterical note out of your voice. Do you hear? Yes. Yes. We are talking about the weather. Now, George. Yes? George, if he fell down the old well, say, striking his head several times, what about that? Hmm? Well, I really don't know, Governor. What about it? Don't be an ass. <laughs> I'm asking you to think. <laughs> well, he'd have to... He'd have had to hit the side several times in 30 or 40 feet and at all the correct angles. No, I'm afraid not. That won't do, I'm afraid not. We'll have to go over it all again, Millicent. Oh, no, Father. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Millicent, <laughs> we must go over it all again. Fred, oh. you're torturing her. Oh, oh, face facts, Mater. With him lying, there's no use pretending it's a picnic. They might hang you, Millicent. <laughs> and do stop that shaking. Stop it. Do you hear? You must stop it. And you must keep your voice quiet, Millicent. We're talking about the weather. Now we will proceed. I can't. I can't up with those feet there. Oh, you should have thought of that, Mary. I'm not moving. Shut and... up, George. Shut and sit up. Stop shuffling your feet. Now, Millicent, look at me. And answer me truthfully. Do you hear? Answer me. You were in the croaky court. Yes. Who knew you were in love with this wretched curate? <laughs> the old village knows. Why, they've been sniggering about it at the pub for three years past. Shut up, George. Millicent, we'll continue. You were on the croaky court. 
Yes. You were putting the croquet set into its box. Yes. It, it was starting to rain. I was carrying the balls and mallets into the sun porch. The box was there. You heard someone enter the garden gate and come across the yard. Yes. Could you see who it was? Not at first. I was going into the sun porch. I threw down all the mallets but the red one and turned round. And it was with us? Yes. So you called him? Yes. Loudly? <laughs> Did you call him loudly? Could anyone have heard? No, Father, I'm sure not. I didn't really call him. I just spoke his name. He saw me as I went to the door. He just waved his hand and came over. How can I find out from you whether there was anyone about, whether he could have been seen? I'm sure not, Father. I'm, I'm quite sure. Oh, so you both went into the sun porch. Yes, it was raining hard then. What did he say? He said, hello, Millie, and excuses coming in the back way, but he'd set out to walk over to Liston. Yes. And he said, passing the park, he'd seen the house and suddenly thought of me. And he thought he'd just look in for a minute. He had something to tell me. Go on. He said he was so happy he wanted me to share it. He'd heard from the bishop he was to have vicarage, and, and it wasn't only that. It meant he could marry. And he began to stutter and, and get all confused. And of course I thought he meant me. Don't tell me what you thought. Tell me exactly what he said. Nothing else. Yes, answer, Governor. Well, well... Oh, dear! Stop sniveling. It's a luxury you can no longer afford. Will you tell me what happened? He said, no, he said it, it wasn't me. Oh. It's Ella Bragdon Davis. Oh. And, and he was sorry and all that. Then he went to go. And then? I got mad. He turned his back. I had the red mallet of the croquet set in my hand. I forgot to drop it in the box when he came and I... Did you shout or scream? I mean, as you hit him. No, I'm sure not. Did he? Come along, speak up. No, Father. And then? I threw the mallet down. No. I came straight in here. I went to look for Mother. That's all. My poor and you're baby. You're sure no one else was about? No, no one. No one. Leave the child alone, Fred. Oh, not such a child, Major. Oh, Melly. I had no idea. Be quiet, George. I'm thinking. See, George, he probably told people he was going to Liston. Certainly no one knows he came here, for he didn't decide until he crossed the park. Mm. He might have been attacked in the woods. We've got to consider every detail. The curate with his head battered in. Don't, Father. Don't. Ah, oh, shut up. A curate with his head battered in. Curate with his head battered. Who would want to kill Withers? <laughs> Who would want to kill Withers? Well, I would, with pleasure. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Princey? Well, well, well. Sit down, well. sit down, pray. You mustn't get up for me, Mrs. Princey. You either, Millicent. My word, I, I'm just being neighbourly on a bad day. Wanted to see you about those Dahlia bubs, Princey. Took a short cut on account of the rain and walked right in. I knew you wouldn't mind. He heard you, Father. What's the matter with you? My dear, we can have our little jokes, can't we? Don't pretend to be shocked. This way, Smalls, old boy. This chair facing the fireplace. Mm. Sit down, Mother. Just straightening the curtains to the sun porch, dear. It looks so gloomy out there. Might as well shut the rain out. Well, uh, Smollett, we, <laughs> we were just talking about a little theoretical curate killing. Hmm. 
Young people these days like thrillers. Parsonicide? <laughs> Justifiable parsonicide. You heard about Ella Bragdon Davis? Mm -hmm. I shall be a proper laughing stock. Why should you be a laughing stock, Smollett? Oh, I had a shot, shot in that direction myself. <laughs> she half said yes, too. Hadn't you heard? She told oh. most people. Now it will look as if I were jilted. Too bad. Oh, fortune of war. Yes, yes, fortune of war. Fortune of... That's funny how that happens, isn't it? Sit down, Smollett. Mother Millicent, would you console Captain Smollett with your best light conversation? George and I have something to look at outside. This rain, you know, is bad, very bad, everything wet. Come along, George. Right, I don't give yes. Perhaps we'll need raincoats. Oh, I don't think so, George. Just make yourself at home, Smollett. Put your feet up. Make yourself at home. Cigarette, Captain Smollett. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, um, a nasty day to be going out. Oh, it's something about the old well. Just oh. off the sun porch door, you know. This terrible sudden weather seems to have loosened some of the stones. Too bad. Too dash bad. Spoils the tennis and the croquet. Uh, I mean, a day like this. Uh, doesn't it, Millie? Yes, it does. She was practicing out on the croquet court earlier. But uh, do pull your chair nearer the fire, Captain. It was so damp, we thought it would be cozy to light it. Uh, thank you. I'm quite comfortable. I... I hope you don't feel too bad about Ella Bragdon, Davis. Oh, <laughs> can't always win. Can't understand, though, what you women see in those bloodless clerics. Oh, I always thought Mr. Withers was a... Uh, uh, is a very charming man. Oh, quite agree, but why should anyone want to marry him? You wouldn't want to marry him, would you, Millie? Not now. Huh? That is... I... Are you... Uh, no, of course not. Uh, well, what? Oh, good Lord, Prince, old man, you come on a fellow suddenly. Suppose I did, yes, suppose I did. Uh, you uh, don't mind this old uh, double-barrel shotgun, do you? I've been working what? on it. Uh, could I uh, have your uh, attention for a minute? There's something on the sun porch I'd like to show you. Why, yes, yes uh, of course. Uh, Smollett, uh, George and I went out to see if we could shoot some rats which had been driven out of the old well by the high water, and we were afraid they might get into the house, you know. Now, uh, you'd better listen to me very carefully. Very carefully, you'll be shot. What? By accident. Princey. What's the matter with you? Well, you heard me ask as you came in who'd kill with us. You also heard Millicent make a comment, and an unguarded comment. Well, uh, what of it? Very little, unless you were to hear that Withers had made a very violent end this afternoon. And that, my dear Smollett, is just what you're going to hear. What? Withers... did? Yes. Who killed him? Millicent. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, Millicent, stop sniveling. Yes, it is a mess. And of course, you would have remembered and guessed. Really? Yes, I uh, suppose I should. Therefore, you constitute a problem. Oh, why did she kill him? Oh, it's one of those disgusting things. Pitiable, too, I think. She deluded herself that he was in love with her. Good heavens, Millie. Oh. Yes, yes, of course, I see. He had told her about the Davis girl, Ella Bragdon Davis. I understand. I have no wish, as you will comprehend, that she should be proved either a lunatic or a murderess. I could hardly go on living here after that. Besides, I'm rather fond of Millie. Oh, quite. On the other hand, you know about it. Yes, I see. That makes me a problem. You were wondering if I could keep my mouth shut. If I promise. Wondering if I could believe you. But, but if I promise... If things went smoothly, yes. 
But not if there was any sort of suspicion or any questioning. You'd be afraid of being an accessory. Oh, I don't know. I, mean, I do. What are we going to do? Well, I can't see anything else. You'd never be fool enough to do me, and I mean, you can't get rid of two cops. <laughs> I regard that as a better risk than the other. It could be an accident, or you and Withers could both disappear. Hmm. The possibilities in that, you know. Oh, listen, you, you, you can't. I can, but there may be a way out. There is Smollett. You gave it to me yourself. I? I did? Well, you said you'd, you'd kill Withers. You have a motive. Oh, look here. I was only... Now listen, Smollett, I can't trust you, and you must trust me. Or I'll kill you now, in the next minute. I mean that. <laughs> and you can choose between living and dying. Go on. Well, there's the old well just outside the sun porch door, and that's where I'm going to put Withers. No one outside knows he's come up here this afternoon. And no one will ever look there for him unless you tell them now. You must give me evidence that you have murdered Withers. I, I murdered him? Why do you want that? So that I shall be dead sure that you'll never open your lips on the subject. I, I see. What evidence? George. Yes, Captain. Hit him in the face. No, no. George! George, don't. You keep out of this, mother. Oh, Captain, you should be more careful. Oh. Look what your teeth did to my knuckle. Do it again, George. Okay. No. I can't stand it. Father, how can you? You keep quiet, Millie, and do stop sniveling. I'm very sorry, Smollett, but there must be traces of a struggle between you and Withers. Then it will be altogether safe for you to go to the police. Mm, mm. Uh, George. Yes, Governor? Uh, get the croaky mallet, will you? Yes. Uh, take your handkerchief to it. It's there on, on the sun porch floor, boy. Hi. Yes, I'm right, Governor. Yes, right. Oh. Good lad. There, Captain. There's the weapon. As I told you, Smollett. Now, would you please just grasp the end that mashed Withers' head? I shall shoot you if you don't. Uh, good Lord, you can't. That's better, boy. All right. That's, that's right. Now, you deposit it out by the side of the house. Out of the rain, of course. Oh, wait, George. Yes? Uh, first, you'd better pull a few hairs out of his head and then put them under the nails of Withers' uh, rifle. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry to mess your hair up, Captain. <coughs> oh, don't be a baby, Smollett. Uh, that's all we need. Now for Withers, and we'll fix you right up. Be right with you, Governor. All right, boy. Uh, Smollett, you may turn around now. Withers is just there in the sun porch. Draw back the curtain. Good Lord. Yes. Messy. Now, Smollett, you've just got to drag him through the door and dump him in the old well. It's just beyond the door, Captain. I, I won't touch it. I won't. All right, all right, all right. Stand aside. Out of range, George. Get out of the way. There's only one place I want this charge of shot to go. Father, oh, You keep father. quiet and stop sliveling. My aim's not so good. Oh, wait a moment. Wait, wait. I'll... I, I, oh. That's better. That's better, Smollett. Much better. Now, go on now. In here. You've got to take him outside. By the shoulders ought to do it, Captain. Now, keep quiet, George. Now, go on, Smollett, under the arm. That's right, go on. You've seen dead men before. Don't go green. Drag him, boy, along the floor. I'll just hold the gun here to make sure as everything goes all right. Steady, boy, steady. Mind the corner, sir. Mother! Oh, come away from the window, dear. Don't look. But Captain Smollett... Your father is a very resourceful man, Millicent. I'm sure what he's but doing is... Captain... I can't stand you it. You mustn't question your dear father. Are you two still at it? Well, there's enough trouble around here without blubbering, sir. Don't you call me blabbering, George Princey. Huh. So you see, Smollett, everything is perfectly safe. Remember, no one knows that Wither Withers ever came here. Everybody thinks he walked over to Liston. That's five miles of country to search. Though you'll never look at our well. Don't you see how safe it is? Well, <laughs> I guess so. Good heavens, man. Oh, dear, dear me. Your poor boy is dripping wet. 
Why don't you slip your raincoat on? Is the tea ready, dear? In just a minute, dear. I'll ring for Bridget. It's exactly what you need, Smollett. A nice hot cup of tea. It's the best thing in the world, world to ward off a cold. Sit down, old man, won't you? Sit down. I don't mind getting the chair wet, that's all right. Would you have a cigarette? Uh, help yourself, help yourself. I stick to my pipe. Funny how you get attached to pipes. My wife always says a man... Oh. Everything's hot, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, Bridget, yes. Put the tray in front of me uh, here on the table. That's it. Oh, I say, Captain, you've cut your lip. Huh? Oh, yes, I, I, I just knocked it. Why, how dreadful. Here, Bridget, give the captain this cup. No, 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 no. thank you. I... Uh, I rather think I'll be running along, if you don't mind. Why, Captain Smollett, no. without any tea. Uh, if, you, if, if you don't mind, Mrs. Princey, no. if you could just uh, let me have my ring. I'll get it for you, Captain. Oh, this is very distressing, Smollett. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be all right presently, I, I'm sure. Oh, here yeah. we are, sir. Here, let me help you. Uh, thank you, uh, young man. Uh, you'd better yeah. go out the uh, front way, Smollett. Uh, front way, because the walk is dry. Well, let me oh. hold the door for you, Captain. And don't worry, old fellow. Don't, don't worry at no, all. No, I, I won't. Good afternoon. I don't think it's anything serious, Mother. Little rest. He'll be as right as rain. Uh, by the way, Millicent, uh, you're not looking any too well. Not well <laughs> at all. I'm sure it was that crooked court. Being outdoors in weather like this is simply foolhardy. Yes. Oh, yeah, the mate is right, Millie. You saw what happened to Captain Smollett. Come <laughs> along, dear. I'll give you a hot foot bath and put you to bed. A couple of days in bed and you'll be fine again. Now, you get plenty of rest, Millicent, and don't you worry about a thing. That's the best cure. <laughs> don't you worry. Well, I guess I'll have a little rest too, Governor. Oh. Fine afternoon for a nap. Oh, man. yes, very fine, uh, boy. <laughs> Stretch yourself. Well, enjoy yourself, boy. I'll see you later. Uh, I'll see you all later. Doing the Lambeth walk. Uh, would you get me the police station? Police station, right away, sir. Police headquarters. Sergeant Yancey speaking. Oh, hello, Sergeant. This is Princey of Abbott's Road. I believe you know me. Oh, indeed I do, Sergeant, a rather horrible thing has just occurred. Quite extraordinary. Murder, in fact. Murder? Afraid it looks rather bad for... Well, for a close friend of ours, unfortunately. We saw him do it. I think you'd better send someone over right away. Well, the man should be there right about now, Mr. Princey. Beg your pardon? I say, our man should be there now. Constable Martin has his post right below your house there, just rang in. Seems Captain Smollett was with him. Captain Smollett? You reported some rather queer goings on at your place, but I certainly didn't understand it was murder. Now, just don't touch anything, Mr. Princey, and don't worry, don't worry at all. No. No, no. No, thank you, Sergeant. I'm right here and stop shouting. Oh, uh, we we have some visitors, Governor. I can see that. Well, Constable, good afternoon. Oh, Mr. Princip. Hello, Smollett. Well, what a remarkable fellow you are, coming back like this here to reenact the crime. Only the one against me, Princey. The one against the curate I'll leave to you people. Extraordinary sense of humour. <laughs> Mr. Princey, I just had a look at what's in your well. Not a pretty sight, that. Not pretty at all. Yes. Captain Smollett was thorough, if nothing else. You uh, saw him when he did it, sir, uh, out in the back? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. We were just returning from a walk and... 
Smollett had evidently been laying for the curate, hiding out in those bushes by the road, I imagine. Uh, he was never inside this house. Mm, never. Ah. And you say, Captain? I say that while I was inside this house, a guest of the family, I was coerced into dragging the curate's body outside and dumping it in the well. Well, there we are. Not entirely, Constable. I'll uh, just remove my raincoat there and uh, demonstrate how damp I got my clothes when I went outside without it. Hmm. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Oh, very, yes, most. Uh, he undoubtedly removed his coat at some point between here and your post. I might as well tell you that his weapon... A red, croaky mallet is out by the side of this house. I shouldn't be at all surprised that you'd find his fingerprints all over it. All over the end of the mallet, Constable. The end that mashed with his head. Not the end I'd have to grasp in order to do the mashing. Governor. Oh, shut hey. up. That's a decent try, Smollett, but it won't work. There must be other evidence, Constable. You'll undoubtedly find it when you examine the body. He means my hair under Withers' nails. Well, sir, I happened to notice something when your young George there opened the door for me. If you look carefully, I believe you'll find a few of my precious hairs under his nails, too. Oh, what are you trying oh, to shut say? Shut up, Constable, this is a complete waste of time. So far as a violent struggle between Smollett and Withers is concerned, Smollett's face speaks for itself. Quite eloquently, I believe. But no more eloquently than your son's knuckles. Huh? As you see, Constable, a fresh abrasion. Mm. He did that on my teeth. <laughs> or did he? What? I say, <laughs> or did he? He might have done that on Withers' teeth. Eh? Yeah. Oh! Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Oh, but I didn't. Governor, he said that I did you that on Mr. Still, you nitwit. Let me think. Will you let your father think? As a matter of fact, George, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced it was your voice I heard. A no. Quite a vigorous quarrel. Something about the cure of jilting your sister. What a ridiculous Smollett. Very well, Princey. <laughs> if he didn't do it, then who did? Yes, that's what I'd like to know. How about it, Mr. Princey? Well, Constable, it is a sticker, all right. <laughs> George, my boy, it looks to me as if you're elected. Electable. What do you mean? I didn't do it, Keep well. your mouth shut, will you? I won't, Governor. I'm not going to take the blame for her. Millie did it. She did it with the mallet. I saw her. Me? Millie? You could prove that. What? You, uh, prove it? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, fingerprints on the on the mallet on the, on the handle. Why, George? Don't you remember when you made me touch the mallet when you picked it up with your handkerchief? Huh? George, I'm sure you wiped that handle clean. Oh, well, I, I could hardly expect you to remember that if you can't even remember killing the curate. Governor, he, I he, told you to keep still, George. I'm your father's thinking. Well, Governor, you, you're not going to let him say that I... I... As long as I can remember, George, you've been a trial and tribulation to me. Oh. You shouldn't have done it, George. You shouldn't have done it. Let's all have a nice cup of tea. Mother, as a tea morning, a kettle morning, a And so closes Wet Saturday, starring Mr. Charles Lawton. Tonight's tale of... Suspense. 
Suspense was rebroadcast especially for you men and women in the armed forces of the United Nations. And now, in the time that remains in this period, we present the orchestra under the direction of Donald Voorhees. This rebroadcast is a presentation of the Armed Forces Radio Service.